Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. That's it. It was kind of sad today. (laughs) (laughs) It's like stormy and gloomy today, so we needed that gloominess to go into our. Absolutely. I'm feeling. I love the rain and I love this weather, but I just kind of want to lay down a nap immediately after we're done recording <laughs> like all day yeah it is definitely an nap. i've had like four naps today so it's been great me too it's great we took the dog out before it started raining and then we just haven't moved since i feel fantastic yeah um i'm on vacation so it's great I'm um and by that i mean i'm just still in my house and not working <laughs> <laughs> it's better than working <laughs> it is i'll give you that but yeah that's it um i don't have anything exciting that's uh-huh. that's been my week yeah no we don't have much exciting except for the fact that we are taking a nice little break a wee little hiatus and it's not just a week and i'm sorry it's until at least august at least august uh we'll keep you updated best we can yeah we'll we'll keep the socials updated once in a blue moon and yeah coming i probably won't be doing it weekly because like effort no (laughs) we're on a like a poppin yeah we're just taking an extended leave because um i'm not <laughs> announcing it but i'm pregnant and i guess yay yay and this child is due literally any day now literally any day uh we fucking have lied to you for nine months now yeah. <laughs> danielle's been shit talking children for nine months now. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile there is a spooky bun in the oven yeah i know very some, exciting some people do follow my instagram it is private though so i don't i don't want to be rude i just live a private life so there's not a lot of people i approve to be following yeah um so some of you know that i am expecting because it was only announced like last week so she literally waited until like nine months to post anything it's so funny i have been absolutely dying inside since when did you tell me like october i don't know last I found october? out in october i told you like <laughs> december because I kept it from oh, you for yeah. like three months too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she hid it from me too even. Um, I think yeah, I told it's... you before my birthday because you had this like great plan to go get like wasted. And I was like, I yeah, I have, to, I have to tell her. <laughs> yeah. So very exciting times in uh, Spooky Hour Camp over here. Yeah. We're both and... going to be busy. I'm going to be eating the baby. Yeah. Just eating him. He's going to be so fucking cute. I, I hope can't so. wait. If the kid comes so. out like not cute, I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> All of this effort for nothing. nothing. <laughs> Put him back. <laughs> he needs to cook more. <laughs> He's not fully formed yet. Oh my god, that's terrible. Uh, but yeah, this is how we handle uh, th- these kinds of news. Uh, we fucking just make jokes about it. Yeah, but- yeah, it's very exciting. Um, we're we're not gonna like post anything about it because Danielle is private. But uh, if you do want to sell, send well wishes, just just DM us. Keep it yeah. on, keep it on the down low. Yeah, I appreciate the privacy. I'm I am extremely private in my life, especially after the last fucking six months I had with yeah. a certain somebody. So, um, you live and you learn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's and, protected this well, and yeah. for a good reason. And we're just we're, I I am very excited for you. At least it's gonna Thanks. be fucking wild i'm happy for you we need some good news up in here so that's our positive thing like we started on a positive we yeah. did it and now we are gonna have this little human form of me maybe it's like a ufo we'll see what happens <laughs> maybe i was abducted we've just been manifesting it with all these ufo episodes yeah. but now we have like a little child to like 
dress in all of the spooky outfits for Halloween. Yeah, we were already planning Halloween earlier today. I told Danielle uh, a little while ago that I'm going to have to come over at like 5 a.m. on Halloween and change his outfit every hour to get in all of the costumes I have in mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Um, But yeah, we're getting we're getting real close. So we're going to take a little breaky poo. Uh, Danielle's going to adjust to mommyhood and she's going to be fantastic. And I'm just going to do nothing, to be honest. Yes, she's going to in my house. <laughs> yeah, no, I told her I'm like going to be a live-in nanny at this point. It's fine. I'm yeah. getting double-dosed tomorrow. So yeah. there's my good news. Yeah. I, I, Stuart got his vaccine. You're getting yours. Carl gets his, like, next week. Next week, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. My parents I hope... got theirs yesterday. Everyone... Oh, did they get their double-dose? Yeah. Yay. I'm, I don't know. Stuart messaged me earlier, and he's like, prepare for a shitty weekend. And I was like, oh, oh, no his wasn't too bad i mean his he he's a man so it was man cold oh Um, fair i didn't think about that i didn't factor that in it's probably not gonna be that bad like he was tired he just said he described it as like a really bad hangover and so it just felt like groggy and stuff and like kind of like nauseous but it only lasted like half the day because by the afternoon he was like finishing up um the nursery and stuff like that oh cute um i'm hoping so i'm getting mine at like 3 p.m so i'm hoping that i'm just kind of like groggy around bedtime and then just mm-hmm. sleep and then like wake up kind of okay kind of and thing. your arm will be sore like the yeah like, yeah it's fine we'll make I'm it so work bummed i'm so i didn't get mine i'm not able to get mine yeah the timing didn't work out because yeah. the little baby but uh do you, do you have an appointment though for after he's born or i still have like the one that they booked in august but so i got my covid my first vaccine but then i had to get like my tdap like the whooping cough vaccine yeah but i had to wait four weeks after the covid vaccine and then my four weeks from the tdap vaccine is next wednesday so i can't i like i can get it after that, that's next cutting wednesday. it like real close <laughs> yeah and i'm literally having this child on thursday with no choice so <laughs> <laughs> she should be forced into it yeah <laughs> So. i'm so fucking excited it's like oh it's been so weird because like covid and everything and like i keep saying this i've only seen you from like the chest up for like forever <laughs> this whole time so it's like it hasn't really sunk in but i saw her two weekends ago now yeah to drop off gifts and stuff we did a a little social distance baby gift drop off and like it hit me all at once and i was like holy fuck ah like yeah. a child it's so, I'm so excited but yeah, so like excited. COVID kind of like it was kind of a blessing because like having a baby during COVID when everyone's working from home, like I got to tell my work when I want when I felt comfortable telling them. Yeah, and like you didn't have to hide. worry about like like dealing with the pregnancy symptoms at work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> first of all, like that's a big thing. Um, and then like the people that like just don't stop asking questions, and you're just like, yeah, Fuck off. Yeah. And I'm not a big... Nobody touching you. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like the stomach touch. Like, that's just the weirdest thing. Stop. And stop telling women they look like they're having twins. Oh my god, did someone tell you that? My neighbor told me that, and I told him to go fuck himself, because what? That's the rudest fucking thing. You're not even that big, though. No. She's cute as hell. She won't ever show anybody, but just so everybody knows, she's cute as hell. (laughs) I've only gained 15 pounds, which is, like, on the low end of a pregnancy. Yeah. You look so, good, kid. Thanks, man. <laughs> but that's but the yeah. thing. It's like, don't say that to people. So. No, just, I and like, you, you shouldn't even ask anyways, because there's always that, like, uh, like the lady's not actually pregnant kind yeah. of thing. Like, just 
fucking keep your thoughts to yourself i get yeah. that people want to be nice or whatever but like just that's sh- not a nice comment it's not no. <laughs> just sh- sometimes no but yeah danielle looks cute as fuck uh we're gonna we're gonna enjoy the hell of this we're gonna have a good good year at least with him yeah. <laughs> i don't know about toddlerism toddlers yeah. get scary but like the first year at least yeah i was like i was talking to Stuart, and we we're like it's gonna be a great year like we're so excited for like we were talking about going to the pumpkin patch and like going to the zoo because he'll be like three months by then it'll be great yeah and then we're like then we started talking about like being in like grade 10 we're like why did we do this like what why that's my think this was biggest fear about children specifically daughters um because i would love a baby girl but mm. i would not love a teenaged girl because i have a been a teenage girl, girl. yeah <laughs> i know what that's like and i like i never used to think that far out until we started getting like older and like talking about kids and stuff and i was like hold on it's not just like the baby part like there's yeah. like the fucking there's the six-year-old part the 10-year-old part the fucking 15-year-old part that's what it gets scary yeah and also, when they talk like, oh god <laughs> and i told Stuart, i was like you know when he's 10 years old you're gonna be 40 right and he was like oh my god <laughs> oh that's awful to think about <laughs> right and then just we're not gonna be that far behind yeah i mean i'm not 30 for the next year and a half but that's true that's true but god yeah. it's so exciting but yeah if you want to send her well wishes just slide in our dms uh all the good vibes yeah please, <laughs> healing please. vibes to her lower extremities please <laughs> and thank you i'm gonna need it <laughs> I'm too small and the baby's too big, so well, I'll just leave that there. <laughs> That's my yeah, problem. Yeah, she right uh, now. she literally has only gained in her belly. It's like uh, in the nicest way. It's like a stick person with like a balloon. <laughs> like <laughs> That's what I feel like too. But like you look really cute. You look really cute. It's just like you're so small. <laughs> Honestly, if I were to stand up straight, gravity would take me right down. Like it just goes straight down. Like pew. do you have your little belt thing and on on at all times? Your little fucking belly holder thing i used to but now i just can't even be bothered because i don't move so too much effort just to put it on you're already out of breath (laughs) can't do it oh man but we'll Um, be back in august that's the plan yeah the plan is august but you know be flexible momming is hard especially first time momming if you know shit happens shit happens Mm -hmm. we'll still be here yeah but maybe we'll do like i don't know we'll figure something out but we're not we should have him like guest on one of the episodes just like make a sound into the mic <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really the first funny. episode back just <laughs> <laughs> that'll be like our new song or something yeah <laughs> just him in the intro <laughs> just be him like farting or something It'll oh that's so funny yeah i already forget who goes first but i think it's you me. do it is me okay yes. um so now that we've got the happy joy out of the way it's time to talk about murder, murder. um so today's uh today's case is frustrating and it's unsolved and uh, I know you're gonna get angry so I'm giving you a warning here. Oh great! <laughs> <laughs> so Jessica Easterly was an outgoing, witty, and hilarious friend, according to those who knew her. Uh, she was strong, independent, and didn't take no shit from anybody. Apparently, love. Um, so I mentioned that because someone said that they found it quite odd that she ended up in the situation she was in because like. She had dated several guys, and the second they did, like, one thing that was, like, slightly off, she'd be like, you're done. Yeah. Um. So she was a take-no-shit kind of person. Uh, she grew up in a house full of love and had an average positive upbringing. 
Um, in 2002, Jessica was invited out on a boat ride with some friends that changed her life. She met a man at this boat party named Justin Durning, and Jessica said when she saw him, she knew that he was the one that she would marry. In a matter of months, Jessica had moved from Mississippi to New Orleans to be with him. Uh, Justin introduced Jessica to his daughter, Grace, and the two bonded right away. Uh, Jessica was more than happy to take on the role of stepmother, and in 2015, the pair tied the knot, making that title official. Um, I like that she just knew. She's like, I'm going for it, and this is what's happening. Unfortunately, it didn't end well, but, like, it's, yeah, it was, so they, this is really creepy, but I found their, like, wedding website um, as part of my research, and she, like, wrote a blog post about how they met and everything, and it's, like, it's really cute how she writes it. She's, like, she locked eyes, and it was, like, the time stopped and everything, and I was, like, aw, but it doesn't end well. Um Maybe that, like, she should have thought opposite on that one then. Yeah, time stopped, so run away. Yeah. Um, so, while they looked like a happy family on the outside, Jessica's best friend Maria claims it was anything but. Uh, she said that Jessica had confided in her about years of mental and physical abuse at the hands of Justin, and that she was finally thinking about leaving him. Uh, the only thing holding her back was her stepdaughter, Grace. She loved her like her own, and she was the only reason she stayed for all of those years despite the abuse. Um, so from what I gather, he never abused his daughter, just specifically Jessica. Okay. Um, so I watched a YouTube video by Kendall Ray, and in that video, friends and family of Jessica alleged that Justin was incredibly controlling. Uh, Jessica was only ever allowed to text her friends and family, and if they really wanted to talk on the phone, Jessica would have to put it on speakerphone so Justin could hear the whole conversation. That's she so was fucked up. Yeah. She was rarely allowed to go anywhere without him, and there were even allegations that Justin would drug Jessica in order to keep her under control. So there was uh, one instant where I can't remember if it was her sister or her friend, but they were like supposed to go out for drinks one night, and uh, she never showed up, and her friend was like texting her all worried and stuff. And she texts her friend like hours later being like, sorry, I don't know what happened. I passed out. I, I don't know what happened. I fell asleep. I'm so sorry. And her friend was like, I'm pretty sure Justin drugged her so she couldn't go out with me. That's like, so she, fucked up. Yeah. Um, what the hell? In January 2019, Maria was supposed to be coming to New Orleans for a visit and was planning on staying with Jessica and Justin. And Justin, like, approved this all beforehand. Like, he... he uh, Jessica said she was surprised that Justin said yes and that he seemed to be, like, excited to have people over. Yeah. Um, obviously, it didn't turn out well the day before they were supposed to arrive maria received like a big text message from jessica announcing a change of plans and um there's a website it's uh i wrote it down somewhere later it's like justiceforjessica.org and they have all of these screenshots of the text up there which okay. i think was amazing and perfect for my research so thank you maria for doing that um so the message says hey i need to talk to you about this weekend i'm hiding in the bathroom right now so justin doesn't hear me we've been fighting like fighting for the past three days about everything he's threatened to kick me out put me in jail he's hit me it's bad he told me you guys can't come or it's going to be worse for for me i'm so sorry i know it's last minute and i feel awful i don't know what to do i can recommend somewhere that's reasonable and nice uh on the canal we stay there a lot i'm scared um so that was maria's first like she had other signs but this was the first like oh shit something must be done moment yeah um, like it's like she finally admitted to what was happening and they were yeah like, fuck okay yeah so after this uh jessica began telling her friends and family about her plans to escape uh she had finally had enough and her friends recall her saying quote i know i deserve better than this 
Um, unfortunately, these things take time. You have to like cut your bank account off, you know, whatever ties you have to them, you have to sever one by one kind of thing. Um, and time was not on Jessica's side. The months went by, and then in August 2019, Maria received a f- slew of frantic phone calls from Jessica. Uh, she had missed them while she was out, but when she finally got back to Jessica, she was hysterical. Uh, she was crying, saying that she needed out that night. But unfortunately, Maria lived two states away and had to get their children from school that afternoon. So she stayed on the line with Jessica instead and like calmed her down. And they came up with a plan for Maria to pick her up the next morning on August 13th the last text maria received from jessica that day said quote okay just hang on i don't know what's going to happen when i get home the next day jessica didn't answer any of maria's texts or calls maria knew deep down something was wrong and at 9 p.m on august 14th maria received a text message from jessica's facebook page but the message wasn't from jessica it was from justin the message read is Jess with you? Grace and I are worried. If so, that's fine. We just don't know where she is and Grace can't handle the stress. Why is it from her Facebook page? I am guessing that Maria had him blocked or something because like Maria uh, never liked him. Like all, okay. in all of the interviews and stuff, she's like, I was never friendly with him. I made sure he knew I didn't like him and all this stuff. Okay. Um, so Maria said her whole body went cold when she received the message. She replied saying Jessica wasn't with her and Jessica, or, uh, Justin continued on about how all of her belongings were there, including her cell phone. But Jessica was nowhere to be found. Maria replied, OK, well, I'm sending the police over there. Justin did not like that at all and immediately became defensive, saying, OK, you're going to freak grace out but okay with like a bunch of question marks and stuff basically like implying don't call the police yeah um so he's trying to like manipulate her to not call the cops and be like yeah not too bad yeah and he uses his daughter to do it oh it'll stress her out if you call the police she's gonna have a meltdown and blah blah blah. like fucking dirtbag um did you say i don't give a fuck yeah i'd be like i don't give a fuck (laughs) i love that um so maria uh oh Here's where I say it. So the screenshots of the conversations are all up on justiceforjessica.org. And from here on out, I'm just going to kind of read directly from them because you kind of get the the plot line from that. Um, so Maria, sorry, I can't scroll properly. I literally just put the pictures in my Word document. <laughs> um, so Justin said, uh, worried. She's never done this before. I have no idea. Checked everything and everyone I know. Maria says, okay, I'm sending the police over. Um, so Maria says, if Jonathan, I'm assuming her husband, if Jonathan came home from work and all of my stuff was here and the kids didn't know where I was, he would already be talking to the police. To which Justin replies, I know how to file a missing persons report. Do you think I heard her or something? Uh, ding. Yes. Yes, ding. yes, I do. Ding. Um, he's just the, fishing. That's all he is. Doing. Literally, that's what he's doing. Um, so he continues, the police can't do anything until 24 hours. She's an adult. I'm checking hospitals and jails now. And Maria's not answering him at this point. She's already on the phone with police dispatch. Yeah. Um, so he can, he replies like 10 minutes later, uh, called hospital in both jails, not at any of them, called bol- police and missing persons is 24 hours after last seen to file a report. I've got to be missing something. Uh, so while Justin was saying this, like I said, Maria was on the phone with police dispatch um, and the operator on the other line that said this was technically false and that a report could be filed given like the circumstances, considering like he was an abusive fuck. Yeah. Um, so Maria kept this to herself, but noted that it seemed like Justin wasn't seriously filing one or working with an officer at all. 
Um, so Justin continued to send messages that Maria had ignored. Uh, he was going on about his poor stressed daughter and how he's blasting social media looking for tips. In one last effort, he pleads with Maria to let him know if Jessica is there. He says he has a police report ready to submit and sends her a picture of a form, but says he would like to keep the couple's, quote, personal problems out of the media uh, if he can avoid it. So he's basically saying media. like... media. He's already Yeah, prepared. so he's basically saying like, don't call the police because if you call the police, it'll come out that I beat my wife that's basically what he's saying he's trying to protect his reputation while his wife is missing yeah no that's not that's not how this works bud yeah so maria replies in danielle fashion (laughs) if she left what's that go fuck yourself pretty much uh if she left because you're an asshole to her i'm 100 supportive of her doing that the problem i'm having is i'm the person she would call and i haven't heard from her since monday so either some random person in this big dangerous city you live in has taken my friend or you lost your shit because she was trying to leave from my point of view because honestly i can't even name one single other friend that she has left because uh, apparently like a lot of her friends stopped talking to her when she married justin um shit friends (laughs) yeah pretty shit friends um it doesn't make sense that she would leave and not tell me something so she basically says to justin i know you did this yeah good um absolute savage i love that so the two kept in contact for the next few days it was kind of like cordial like i called the police okay cool i'm flying down okay cool kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and maria was wondering why she hadn't heard anything about a formal search taking place so she confronted justin about it and he replied maria you have no idea what i have been doing here on the ground and with people in positions to help i appreciate the posters and trust me when i tell you i have been nonstop. this is my whole life we are talking about whether you believe me that is out of my control which that last sentence there is like the key in manipulation whether or not you want to believe me is up yeah. to you um, okay, bud. <laughs> so she says that's good to know like who what are their names so the police can coordinate with them to look for her because he says he's already working with experts or whatever and he says do you think i'm not on the phone or in person with the police question mark question mark question mark um so when she asked him to clarify what he meant about people on the ground, he listed friends that worked for like news stations or as like canine handlers and stuff for the police, but he didn't explicitly say a formal search was taking place. He was just basically like, I have friends in high places. That's all he said. You have a, I have friends in high places, a canine trainer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> on, right. on August 22nd, a week after she had disappeared, Uh, Jessica's sisters and a cousin flew to New Orleans to meet with local detectives. Before their scheduled meeting, the women decided to walk around the area that Jessica lived. They were scouting out routes to take during... like they they had planned a search party so they were like mapping out the route that the search party was going to take later that day and they noticed the distinct smell of a decomposing body they headed into a small wooded area and right along the tree line just two blocks away from her house jessica's body was located by her own sister audrey i was gonna say her sister found her her sister found her oh my god they gave me goosebumps yeah it's awful um her sister's actually so boss like she is so passionate she's in uh that kendall ray video that i mentioned and she's just like not that she didn't show emotion but she was like so strong when she spoke like no tears but very much like i don't know she was cool to listen to um and she has all of her facts like down um so they like that me too (laughs) because you're a woman like that (laughs) i love women like that 
Um, so they called the police, and uh, the botched investigation started from there. It took more than three months to ID Jessica, even though her sisters found her and positively ID'd her, because the police had lost their mother's DNA that they were going to run against the body. Wow. So their poor grieving mother flew down to give DNA, flew back home, waited three months, and called and said, hey, like, can you ID my daughter? And they're like did you not give us blood? And she's like, I gave you blood three months ago. And they're like, oh, we don't know where it is. Wow. Yeah. I'd fucking like, I would sue them. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) She ended up giving more blood and they did positively ID her, but like, that's not the fucking point. Um, so beyond that, they couldn't determine a cause of death because of the state Jessica's body was in. Um, it's like really hot in New Orleans and I, I'm pretty sure it's like muggy and shit there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sped up the, decom- the decomposition. Um, so they couldn't determine a cause of death. Uh, so this brought up a question though. Why hadn't the police searched that area sooner? Uh, Jessica was just two blocks away from her home and not very well hidden. It took her sisters no time to find her, but police couldn't locate her after a week. Um, So two theories were sort of floating around at the time. One, she was placed there after her death and after the initial search. Or two, they just straight up didn't look properly. Yeah. Um, I didn't look too much into it, but one of the officers on the case basically said that it looked like it wasn't the crime scene kind of thing, so they think that she was placed there after, but there's no definitive proof. Mm-hmm. Um, so investigators could not launch the case until Jessica was ID'd, so everything was on pause for those three months. That's Jessica's Yeah. Jessica's family was very active in the media and applied tons of pressure on the police to get their shit together. Meanwhile, the grieving husband was keeping pretty quiet. He had only called Jessica's parents once during that entire three-month period your in-laws who just lost their daughter called once in three months yeah he's quite the gem Mm -hmm. yeah he had nothing to do with her death i where did you come up with that idea danielle (laughs) so finally in november 2019 they could confirm that the body found was in fact jessica and the investigation could finally begin once she was id'd her body was released to her next of kin aka justin um the only posts he made on social media after the news of his wife's confirmed death were two different gofundmes trying to raise money for the funeral oh Um, convenient because it's money for him yep as if that wasn't gross enough, uh, so I guess they as a couple ran some sort of like OnlyFans type page thing, mm-hmm. and one of the GoFundMe's he posted was under her performer name, so she had like a, a stage name. And in the description for that fundraiser, Justin says, "quote If you donate, you will receive exclusive pics, videos, lingerie, and even shoes." From Jessica. From Jessica. His dead wife. His dead wife. so the autopsy was released and as i said the cause of death was undetermined but there were a couple of findings that pointed to a violent struggle jessica suffered a fractured nose a broken jaw a broken rib and a broken c4 vertebra which is like in your neck Neck. um the neck injury was similar to one you would receive in a car accident but could also be caused by violent strangulation uh but the death was undetermined do you know how much like evidence he could have got rid of in those three fucking months? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And it's just I I'm so mad that the death was undetermined when they quite literally like she has a broken neck what do you mean it's undetermined? Yeah. Um anyways, <laughs> Justin insisted that Jessica had killed herself um <sighs> on the side of a road in a wooded area because logic. Um no one believed him but that's 
what he said to any and everybody who asked uh like he would go around town and be like oh my wife killed herself i'm sad blah blah, blah. what a way to blame the victim <sighs> and like it doesn't even make sense there was literally no signs of suicide um god this case makes me mad i i think i'm getting angry now <laughs> um, in january of 2020 the case was officially declared cold by local police due to lack of evidence on the same day it was declared cold justin was held for 24-hour police observation after a strange incident at a bar he was there after work and was staring at a young woman who also happened to be named jessica uh, she was getting major creepy vibes and it only got worse as he approached her. He handed her this weird note with like his name and address on it, along with a list of like, it looked like an inventory of clothing and accessories. Uh, so it would be like brown purse times three brown shoes times three. Um, and he told her that his wife's name was Jessica and that she killed herself. He told the woman that he wanted her to take all of his dead wife's clothing and personal items. A co-worker recognized him and called the police immediately. Um, the note is on that justiceforjessica.org. They have like a picture of the note and it's mm-hmm. the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Um, on March 15th, 2020, a couple who lived in Jessica's neighborhood contacted Jessica's sister, Audrey, to tell her they had found Jessica's ID card and a blanket just 15 feet from where her body was found. Another miss by the investigators. Um, so Audrey then calls the police who tell her they will contact the couple. On April 7th, Audrey calls to follow up and the couple says that no one has con- contacted them yet and that they haven't seen any police searching in the area either. Audrey filed a formal complaint with the Public Integrity Bureau after this, citing failure to properly investigate the death of Jessica. I didn't even know this was a thing. I was like, um, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I fucking that. I love that. Like, what a power move. I didn't know you could do that. Um, It took a while, but Audrey did hear back from the Bureau in August and was informed that an investigation would be taking place within the police department. A few weeks after this, the couple who found the ID said Detective Lund finally came by to question them about their findings. So basically, the police station got in shit for not following a lead and were told by a federal bureau to go follow that lead. That's how that's how poorly this case was handled. Um, so earlier I said that Jessica's body was released to Justin and, um, I don't quite know what happened. I looked at like 10 different articles, um, but for whatever reason, he never claimed the body. Uh, so it's, uh, so on justiceforjessica.org, uh, they say that there was a lack of communication between Justin and the morgue, but I also wonder if it wasn't released because of the investigation. I don't really know. Either way, Jessica's sister kept like a counter on the website. So like, uh, every update would be like, well, she's been in the morgue for 250 days. Well, it's been 400 days. She's still there. Like, it's really, really sad. Yeah. Um, and on February, sorry, in February 2021, Jessica's body was released to her family after 530 days in the morgue because Justin simply would not go claim it. Uh, the family had a small burial ceremony on February 16th, 2021. So That's just insane. a couple months ago. Um, so the only other update in this case came in October 2020 when someone called investigators to let them know that Justin was throwing out a futon and a headboard and that they were at the curb in front of his house. Investigators picked them up to look for any DNA evidence that would turn Justin's home into like the official crime scene. So they were looking for any trace amount of blood that could possibly have still been there. Um, as of May 2021, the family still has not received the results from the DNA test. Um, she does mention that they were told it could take up to a year to get the results back um 
And this is where the case currently sits. Jessica's friends and family are still fighting very hard for justice, while Justin is barely sneaking under the radar of guilt. Uh, Everybody and their aunt Susan pretty much knows he did it, allegedly. Um, But for some reason, it seems as though he's getting away with murder. And that's it. It's still... All because the cops shit the fucking bed. Yeah, literally. Like, they have fumbled it from the get-go. Um it's a disaster of a case. Uh, I just want, I forgot to say, if you happen to be from the area and have any tips, uh, there's a little submission area on justiceforjessica.org where you can send them in. So mm-hmm. if you have any tips, send them on in. Cause it's the case is I think still closed. Like I don't even think it's open. That's fucking That's, nuts. That yeah. makes me so mad. Yeah. Like it's, so, it's blatantly obvious. It's so obvious. Like it's, it just makes me so mad i can't even think of like a logical explanation as to why he hasn't even been taken in for questioning you know what i mean like yeah like the it's always like when someone goes missing the first person you're supposed to look at is the spouse especially if there are such heavy allegations of abuse yeah especially when there's text messages of her literally being like can you please come pick me up i'm scared yeah like so um, I highly recommend checking out the website because all of the details are up there. Um, I we'll think it's Maria. Sorry? We'll put it in the show notes. Oh, for sure. Um, I think it was Maria and Audrey are the ones running it. And like, it's it's amazing. It's like Danielle level investigation work that they have up there. I love like, that. Like every screenshot, every everything is up there. Yeah. That's the one thing I've learned in life is make sure you fucking screenshot absolutely everything, everything. you have, especially when the person's sketchy as fuck. Just I still have it. I still have pictures from my first car accident like three years ago, yeah. just in case she comes back to me and be like, "Oh my neck." <laughs> no, yeah. Don't del- if you if you get a creepy fucking message from somebody, don't fucking delete it. Keep it forever. Screenshot everything. Everything. Dates always matter. Keep the receipts. Yeah. You don't I literally gotta get f- ready if you stay ready. <laughs> I literally have a file folder on my computer that's labeled receipts and it's screenshots from fucking high school. I'm not even joking from high school because people are nuts and they've had my back. So trust me, I've been there. I've done that. (laughs) Keep everything. Keep everything. But yeah, that that case really made me sad and it's very frustrating. I don't like that. Yeah. But definitely check out, check out the website. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I don't know. I just want to help the family out. The family makes me really sad. Uh, the Kendall Ray video is uh, really good, too, because a lot of the articles and stuff are very vague because it's, like, a closed, cold case. Like, there's not yeah. a whole lot of info. So a lot of the, like, stuff I learned was from that video because mm-hmm. she had, like, the friends and family in it. So check it out. Yeah. Do that. And let's let's solve her, her murder. She let's was murdered. Let's do it. Yeah, she was murdered. It's not an undetermined. I'm sorry. Murdered. Um, and with that, shall we get spooky? Let's get spooky. So this week, I'm going to talk about the Lake Michigan Triangle. So we received an email from Laura, and thank you. Your email was the nicest thing ever. But she requested we take a look into, well, I take a look into this this triangle. I've never heard of it. So I figured I've since it's the last episode it? before August, I thought I would do it. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. There so, you go, Laura. Yeah. Thank you. And it's really fucking crazy. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Um, So basically, it's like its own little like Bermuda Triangle, but like a Great Lake. Um, So it goes from Mantawak, Wisconsin to Ludington, Michigan, and then to Benton or Benton Harbor, which is also in Michigan. So each triangle, like each point is like a different length, but that's apparently the triangle part. 
Um, so now some weird shit has gone on within this triangle and some of it's like hella spooky. It's even said that this triangle causes like time to speed up or like slow down. Oh, yeah. And so that's like a portal. <laughs> basically, this this triangle can like bend time and cause like a metaphysical force like and like with like a vortex of energy so basically like a portal oh okay yeah <laughs> so it can like just like randomly spew like a water hole and then it's like a into like an abyss of nothing and you die amazing yeah so <laughs> so what is interesting is reports of like missing ships and like aircrafts date back all the way to the late 17th century oh wow yeah so the first one it was in 1679 it was the the griffin um was sailing like a kind of like a passage um from like china and japan so at the time it was one of the biggest ships during that time but everything was like going smoothly until it reached this michigan triangle and then the ship just disappeared so no wreckage has ever been found crew vanished never heard from again some say it was caught in a storm others say the crew was like murdered and like the ship stolen but it's oh. never to this day has never been found Creepy. and the last spot was in this triangle so that was the first reported one um in 1883 uh a tugboat by the name of mary mclean um so the crew <laughs> like they had a first and last name <laughs> right and it's like just like this little wooden tugboat i'd name it tugboat <laughs> the first and last name make it feel special <laughs> So the crew worked out of the Chicago Harbor, and one day while in the lake, they saw something weird. So they claimed to see, like, blocks of ice falling from the sky, and it continued for about 30 minutes. These ice chunks caused damage to their boat. As I said, it was like a wooden tugboat. And they also caught one of the ice chunks in the boat, so it was, like, fucking huge. And they kept it as... hardcore hail? Yeah, like, basically. But it was, like, massive. Wow. And they kept it as evidence, but the... But, like... That's what people would be like, oh, it's a hailstorm. The yeah. weird fucking thing about this is the sky was completely clear and there oh. wasn't a cloud in sight when this happened. Well, that's not how you make hail. No. <laughs> Shit. So no idea where this these ice came from, but it was going on for like 30 minutes in that one spot. That's terrifying. Yeah. In 1891, a sailing vessel, a schooner, which is like a type of ship, um, called Thomas Hume, sent sail uh, to cross the lake to pick up some lumber. There was about seven people on board. It wasn't its like first voyage, like it's done this route before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's never really been an issue until now. So it started in Chicago, was planning to cross the Great Lake to uh, M- Mas- wow, Mascagon, Michigan. Um, <laughs> During, I think I just spelled it wrong. I fucked up. Um, during its sail, it disappeared without a trace. It remained missing for 115 years. What? Yeah. So in 2006, um, a group worked with like the A&T Recovery. Um, like this group was looking for World War II planes that went down in Lake Michigan. Yeah. So during their search, their sonar picked up on like a schooner shaped ship. Um, so divers dove down and found the ship completely intact like there was no issues with it it was just at the bottom of the lake yeah um so off the bat they weren't like this is like the thomas hume they were just like this is a ship and it's not our our forte so the group passed the the found ship over to the michigan shipwreck research associates 
um, they would dive down and actually, and they'd like positively identify the ship, which they did and concluded it was the Thomas Hume. The ship was pretty much intact. They found a lot of items intact. Like they found like people's shoes and even like brass <gasps> knuckles. Oh, yeah. that's creepy. Yeah. They didn't Do find you- I'm picturing like the, the <coughs> excuse me, the opening scene of Titanic where they're like, oh yeah, you see all of the like, uh, like the cupboards, and, yeah, and the pictures, the and bathtubs the... and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it's so it creepy because also like if you're like, this always like pops in my mind. Like if you're swimming over like a shipwreck, what if like it comes up and like grabs you? Like what if there's somebody there, like a a, a ghost. water ghost? Yeah, like Ooh, a water shit. ghost. Maybe that's why I'm always anxious in open water like that. It just freaks me <laughs> the out. The water ghosts. There's yeah. water ghosts and water aliens. Wow. <laughs> I went to um, like a summer camp and the lake that we were on had like a sunken like ship, but it wasn't like anything like crazy. It was just someone's ship that got sunk and they just like left it there. Yeah. But we could like kayak over it and it like freaked me the fuck out. Like I don't <laughs> like it. No, I don't I've like never, yeah, I don't like open water. I, I'm such, like, I love being on boats and stuff, and I always love tubing and everything, but the second I'm, like, swimming in open water, I start to get panicky. Yeah. I don't know. You're like, I don't know what's down there. It's the aliens. It's the aliens. So they believe it was, like, taken down by a storm, but there's not, like, a 100% defined answer onto what happened. Um, so before they found the ship, some people believed it had, like, sailed somewhere else and, like, was repainted and, like, renamed, kind of like it was, like, mm-hmm. stolen. Um, some people believe that it had been hit by another ship and it got sunk. And others, like probably us, believed it was more paranormal and sailed into this triangle and went missing. Yeah, especially if there's no, like, remarkable damage on it. No. So there's no damage. There's no... They're kind of guessing at this point, like, pulling at straws, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what happened to the ship. But apparently there was, like no damage done to the point where they can determine what caused it to sink yeah that sounds pretty spooky to me yeah i don't like that um in november of 1919 it's reported that people saw a very unusual and like bright lights over lake michigan um there was like two large balls of fire that ended up falling into the lake once it hit it apparently sent a shock wave almost like an explosion and could be seen for more than a 50 mile radius the New York Times reported it as a meteor, so it's, like, actually in the newspaper. Um, but others believe it was more paranormal, like a UFO. Um, as after this, many people started seeing, like, lights over Lake Michigan mm-hmm. as well. Like, lights that would just, like, randomly hover in the same spot and then disappear. But there was no ev- Like, no one found, like, a meteor or anything like that. But it's, like... Yeah, because don't you usually find, like, at least chunks of it? Yeah. Or even, like... There would be like a ripple effect in the water, but nothing. They just felt it, and that. What was, was the it. case you did? Was it Nova Scotia where the ships, like the alien ships, went like mm-hmm. in the water? That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, water aliens, you guys. Just <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. um, in 1921, there was a ship named Rosabella. It was in Lake Michigan with about 11 people on board. Um, So this incident is a little bit different. So the ship didn't vanish like the countless others that have happened on this lake. It was found. However, the ship was overturned and they believe the cause of the ship being overturned was a collision. So it got hit by another boat. Mm -hmm. Um, No other ships were found in the area. None like either like sunken or damaged. And there was no accident report or like recorded. Like there was no other ship being like, I hit this ship and we had to leave so we wouldn't sink. You can't really do a hit and run in a boat, I guess, right? Yeah, um, you can't. So there was no other ship debris found in the water. It was just the just debris. Just the one? 
Yeah, just from the Rosabella, which is weird because if like a ship hit another ship, there would be damage. Yeah, like even if it managed to, I almost said swim away. Even if it managed to like leave the scene, there'd still be like pieces of it. Yeah. And there was Mm -hmm. nothing. Only the Rosabella. Yeah. All 11 members on the Rosabella were never found. Never like nothing. They swept the the lake. They they looked underwater. Nothing. Never found. Um, Which is weird. Yeah. Um, people found, also found this weird because apparently this ship was actually in an accident prior to this and was rebuilt and it was like the same kind of like situation. They got hit, but it was like the other ship stayed and then it was rebuilt. Yeah. But as soon as they hit the triangle, it was like, I don't know, maybe like a ghost ship. Maybe there's a ghost ship. <gasps> oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Oh, I'd love that theory. I love a good ghost ship. I, I love, love um, uh, is it the second Pirates movie where they have Davy Jones? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Love that. Good movies. Um, in 1937, Captain George Donner was on his ship, the O.M. McFarlane, making its way to Port Washington, Wisconsin. Uh, the captain was tired and decided to go to his cabin, but like left a message with his crew to like wake him up when they got near the port. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, when he went into his cabin, they were in the triangle. So when they arrived near the port... The crew went to go wake him up. They knocked on his cabin door and didn't get a response. So the door was locked. So they broke open the door to find the room completely empty. Oh. Yeah. So the captain just disappeared. Like, he was gone. The crew said his disappearance happened within the triangle. And to this day, no one has any idea what happened to him. And, like, he couldn't have, like, snuck out and jumped? Like, no. was there, like, went, wow. No. Shit. Absolutely Nothing. Like and maybe what like year are we in? We're only in like the 1800s still. 1937. 19, 1930. Like, damn. Yeah. And we've got this much evidence already that something's fucking up yeah. there. With that one, that one's kind of weird because like, how does one person just disappear? Like, maybe his crew actually like killed him and murdered him, and they're just like, huh, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that's valid. But like at the same time, they found no evidence of that. So yeah. Um. In 1950, an airplane, the Northwest Orient Airlines flight two wow 2501 was flying from new york to minneapolis there was 55 passengers on board and three crew members so the pilot apparently radioed to request to like descend to like a cruising altitude of 2500 because like there was turbulence and like an electrical storm that they saw mm-hmm. um but i don't know if it wasn't like it wasn't granted but they didn't like receive a response so they kept flying at like 3500 over lake michigan but then the flight completely vanished from the radar and was never heard from again. Like, it just disappeared. It just disappeared. To this day, the wreckage has never been found. God. There, Yeah, and this is over, like, the Triangle in Lake Michigan. Um, there was some debris found, like, little parts, but nothing else. So the lake was sonar to try to locate the wreckage. Um, and the bottom of the lake was dragged and swept. Nothing was found. Um, two hours after the flight disappeared, two cops reported seeing a bright red light hovering over Lake Michigan. <gasps> the light was there for a solid 10 minutes. Oh, my God. And that was hovering. It didn't, like, crash. It was hovering. That's so creepy. So, aliens. Definitely. Definitely water aliens pulled that fucking airplane right in. That's, like, the kind of thing I've been thinking. Like, something might be, like, pulling these things down, especially because, mm-hmm. like, everything seems to be receiving, receiving, like, minimal damage. I'm just picturing, yeah. like pulling it's the kraken yeah and they were definitely like stuck in a storm as they said they were like in yeah. an electrical storm but like 
in that kind of case, if they were hit by like lightning or something and went down in that storm, wreckage would be everywhere. Yeah, for sure. You crash into the fucking ocean, your plane is at like the it's gonna be destroyed. Yeah. And like I feel like if they dried the lake, they'd find something, no? Like Yeah. And it's to this day the greatest mystery of this yeah. lake is this plane. Um, in 2007, a group was doing its normal routine and looking for sunken ships in Lake Michigan when they found an unwa- This is where it gets weird. Found an underwater stone structure about 12 meters down. So it looks like a miniature Stonehenge. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like the exact same one in the Wilshire, England. Like, you know, the big Oh, like it's like stone? the exact same? Yeah. Oh. But it's underwater. The, um, oh, so, so the, weird. Yeah, very weird. And it's like... It, doesn't Stonehenge have like uh mystical, like paranormal sort of... Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to cover it eventually, but it's like... There's a lot of shit to do with that Stonehenge and there's a oh lot God, of information. Can, can that be like your first one back? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I want to know now. <laughs> yeah. In August when we come back. <laughs> um, so the research is still being conducted on it. So... The site of, like, the actual Stonehenge where it's found in Lake Michigan hasn't been released because they don't want people... I assume they don't want people... Um, trying to find like, it. Yeah, trying to find it and, like, dive down and be, like, get Influencers with. taking selfies with it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they believe it's around 9,000 years old. And on My one of the... power just flickered. Sorry. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, hmm. Am I um, storming still? I don't know. On um, getting spooky up in here. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the Stonehenge, the weather's like, fuck you, Holly. Let's, yeah, seriously. Let's put the lights out in our basement. Um, so on one of the stones, there's a carving of a mastodon, which a went extinct about 10,000 years ago. I have to Google what that is. Hold on. I'm pretty Isn't sure that it's a the... band. What? I'm yeah. pretty sure it's a band. To they, be they, they stone carved a, a band into, <laughs> into the stone. You're right. No, it's that big. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like a. It looks like a mammoth kind of. Oh, okay. But apparently, it's different than a a mammoth. An actual mammoth. Cool, but it is yeah. a band name too. So I was half right. <laughs> just the band members are carved onto the stone yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so there's a carving of that so that's how like far back that stone wow. dates yeah but they're so not it's re- prehistoric holy shit yeah. they're not releasing where the, it is there's some pictures you can find online with it but like it's crazy to see a stonehenge underwater and it makes you yeah. wonder like is all of this paranormal and all of these ships going missing because of the stonehenge out of all places fucking michigan like- yeah like <laughs> it's just so it just random seems so- maybe that's why though because it just seems so unassuming that you would never yeah. think that it's like a hellmouth. but here yeah. we are and here we are but like why is a stonehenge underwater in the middle of a fucking triangle in a lake i'm just i think it's cool that there's like two of them now because i'm picturing some sort of like like a uh, spiritual tunnel of some sort yeah. you know what i mean like they connect or something yeah i could and that's, that's maybe so why weird. there's so much shit missing and they can't find it yeah and it comes it's up- actually in where the other stonehenge is yeah oh my god that'd be so funny <laughs> you just walk there one day and there's just a there's fucking, just like, like an airplane ship. yeah, yeah like- <laughs> um so now all these weird incidences caused the formation of the MSRA, which I mentioned earlier, which is the Michigan Shipwreck Research Association. So according to them, there are more than 6,000 ships that have gone missing on Lake Holy Michigan fuck. Six th- yeah, since the 1600s. 
Um, their site's pretty cool. It shows like ships that have been found and where they've been found and ships that are still missing. Um, they've also noted planes that have gone missing and that they're, they're like hardcore searching for that flight 2501. Yeah. But still. it's, it's kind of interesting because part of the Lake Michigan isn't in this triangle. So it's not like the full lake. So yeah. Like, it's just when, this like little section of it. Yeah. And when you look at like the ships that they're looking for, a lot of them fall within that triangle. That's so crazy. And the ones also, they found are like outside of the triangle and you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> I also had this other thought. So there's um, this triangle, the Alaska Triangle, and the Bermuda Triangle. And mm-hmm. I think there's another one, but I don't remember. But, like, I wonder if each of them have their own little, like, yeah. Stonehenge-type... There's like... one in Boston that's, like... Um, I forget what it's called. I'm going to I'm gonna cover it, but it's... Um, there's one in, like, Massachusetts, like, Boston, and it covers... Mainly, it's all ground, but, like, there's, like, Bigfoot, like, located in it. And, like, um, like it was, like, a battleground at some point. And, holy like, shit. people see, like, it's, it's another. It's, so, it's, like, a triangle there and it's as another well? triangle. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. So, I wonder if, like, they're all connected and there's, like, a, oh, my God. Man, there's just so much going on in this life that we don't know about. You, you know, it would be really crazy if there was, like, a Stonehenge at each one of them and they just haven't been found yet. Yeah. That's what I was thinking is, like, there's probably some sort of stonehenge type thing at all of them they just haven't found yet and i wonder if they're all like oh my god they're all connected or something holy yeah. shit we could solve freaking this. myself out yeah. <laughs> you're like i'm never getting it on a plane or a ship on any of these no. triangles ever again never <laughs> it's not happening but yeah so that's the lake michigan triangle so thank you laura i didn't even know there was a triangle there thanks no, laura Jesus. i had no idea so i was pretty pumped about it. i was reading it and i was like holy sh- there's just so much yeah, and I've this has spawned so many theories in my brain now about all of the other triangles and all of the like. Wow, this was fun. This was a good way to to start our little vacay, right? And I hope that like one day we are so successful that we are carved into a Stonehenge. <laughs> I would love nothing more than to be encapsulated in stone under the ocean till the end right? of time. Yeah, that would be a good way to honor us. And in like what like thirty thousand years there's the next person looking for it and they'll be like this was the start of water aliens and it, our life would be complete. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it would everything would come full circle it would <laughs> i love that uh well this was this was i mean it was a kind of an angry episode it started off very ranty and then it ended very like non-ranty more non-ranty laugh. i feel yeah. like we've come we've come to a nice closing point here to end and our little Carl, I was talking to Carl earlier. He's like, you ju- you could just call this like season one. And then when you come back at season two, I'm like, but this is like 73 episodes. This is the longest season ever. <laughs> I mean, like, that's kind of brilliant, though. Yeah. <laughs> this is the end of season one. Surprise. Yeah. We'll be back. We're like season two will last another two years. <laughs> yeah. We're like supernatural. We just never end. It's oh, my God. Yeah, ending. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. But. Um, want to come we'll chat. still shut out the socials i guess because i'll still check in every once in a while yeah and i'm gonna be bored i'm not gonna be bored but like i'm gonna check and because you're gonna be nothing. bored till thursday <laughs> yeah <laughs> until this happens yeah um but come hang out with us it's uh instagram is a spooky hour podcast our twitter is spooky hour and our email is the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com so you can email us, you can chat with us. We're going to be back for August. It's just taking a nice little break. Yeah, we don't have a date yet. We'll keep you posted. We're just kind of, you know, 
this is this is an experience we got to figure out what's going to happen see how it goes and we'll get back to you we'll be here yeah we just need to uh get a routine because i know there's a lot of podcasts out there that have kids and have new kids and are able to do it unfortunately i am very routine based and yeah no i'm um, the same way i I can't i change is very scary (laughs) yeah so i think we need the break that's all yeah and there's no shame in saying that I just want to break because I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> and also, this isn't our job. We do, we do this out of hobby. We don't get paid for it. So. Yeah, exactly. That's the big thing. And that's why, I told, like, Danielle was all like, I don't want to ruin the podcast. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Danielle, literally, like, it's fine. We could come back, like, two years from now and I wouldn't give a shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, longest break ever. Toddler Not that we hard. don't love doing this, but it's just, like, you know, some things are more important. And I think that little baby is pretty important. Yeah. I'm so the baby. With- it's me. It's Danielle. (laughs) We're not actually talking about the infant here. No, it's me. Uh, So with that, we'll miss you guys for these next few weeks. Uh, Everybody wish Danielle well. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited. Ah. At least Um, someone is. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be excited like when the drugs kick in. (laughs) That's that's about it. (laughs) Um, So I guess until then, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye, friends. (laughs) 